Good morning, friend. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church in South Africa. My friend, welcome to this morning's Grace Waves, where we will be continuing our discussion on pursuing God. Now, there is something that we need to understand, and that is that every person in the world goes through suffering. Now, some people go through more than others, and some of the time it might even be self-inflicted suffering, and sometimes it is not. Sometimes you have no deal in it. It just happens to you. But many times also it happens because of our own actions. But one thing is for sure is that that suffering is real. It is part of life. Suffering is a part of the consequences of our fallen nature, our sinful nature. And you will not be wise to pretend that it is not real. Because just like anger, you cannot start to overcome your suffering if you do not acknowledge that it is real. Don't be afraid to admit that you are going through difficult times. And don't be afraid to acknowledge that you are going through suffering. Look at this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. And the Apostle Paul writes and he says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. There is no denial here of suffering and that it is taking place in our lives. In fact, there is a strong recognition that suffering is very real and oftentimes it can be very difficult. And that is why it brings us to the next truth that cannot be denied. In verse 7 it says that we have this treasure in jars of clay. Jars of clay is the weakness. It is that part of us that suffers. It is frail. It is brittle. And yet it says, so that to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And this is the other half of the reality that we must acknowledge, friend. That we must admit it is real. And that is that suffering is real, yes. But so is God. To acknowledge suffering but not to acknowledge God is to remove the very purpose and hope from your life and your suffering. If there is no God, then there is no reason to suffer. If there is no God, then there is no hope in our suffering. And there is no reality in our suffering. It is all in vain. And so we must acknowledge that God is real. And to acknowledge God but not to acknowledge our suffering is to be delusional. It is to live in a reality that is not there. It is to live in a pretend world, in a fairy tale where there is no suffering. But suffering is real. But our God is also very, very real. And so oftentimes we allow our suffering to taint your perception of God. For some reason when we start to suffer, we allow our suffering to alter the reality of God's very existence in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives. It is as if God disappears like poof. 
at the sign of suffering. When we start to go through difficult times, it is when the doubt starts to settle into our hearts. And you start to wonder, is God there? Does He still care about me? Is God even real? Does He love me? Because if He does, then why is this happening to me? But friend, why is it that we so easily allow a thing as like suffering to determine our perception of who God is? And know, friend, there is someone that went through something very similar to this. And he learned a great lesson through this and that we can also learn from it. And this is the life of Job in the Bible. If you read Job, you see that Job was a person that loved God. He acknowledged God and he worshipped God and he sacrificed unto God and he cared about God. And he was a man of honor and integrity. But then God allowed suffering to enter into Job's life and slowly Job started to doubt. First he started to doubt the intentions of God. He started to wonder whether God actually loves him and has good intentions in heart for him. Maybe God is no cynical. Maybe he's, he's out to get Job. Maybe he's just causing him to suffer for no reason. And even his friends started to probe the question like, why, are, why is Job suffering? Surely there must be a reason. And then after a while, you see that Job even started, started wondering whether God is even there and exists. And what was his purpose? And so Job allowed his suffering to change the reality of who God is in his in mind and in his life. Job allowed his suffering to become the thing that overwhelms and controls the way he thinks. And so Job started to think with suffering instead of thinking with God. But then we see at the end of the book of Job that God starts to ask Job questions. God comes into the picture and he asks Job many questions. And those questions were meant to show Job, like Job, I am very real. I am there. Do you understand how everything in life works? No, you don't. But I am still there because you are here and you are still alive and you have a purpose in your life because I am here. I created everything. And therefore, you do not need to wonder whether I am there or whether I care. I do. And you might not understand my purpose, Job. But that does not mean that I do not care about you, Job. That does not mean that I'm not there, that I'm not in control, just because you don't understand. Because, Job, there are many things that you do not understand. Do you know the path of lightning do you know how, how God created everything? Were you there when, when I created the world? God asked Job. And Job realized that actually there's many things he doesn't understand. But many of those things do not hinder his understanding of the reality that God is in there and that God is in control. And so why should his suffering start to change the way that he thinks about God? And so in Job 42, verse 1 to 6, I want you to listen to these words of Job. At the end of the book of Job, he speaks to God one last time. And he says to him, in Job 42, verse 1, Then Job answered the Lord and said, 
I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be hindered. Who is it that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will make it known unto me, Lord. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself, and repent in dust and ashes. You see, friends, so often, is it not true that we have heard about God? We think that we know God, we think that we believe in God, that we love God, but then suffering comes and proves us so wrong because suffering comes into our lives and all of a sudden it is as if God doesn't exist. We start to doubt His very heart and His very love for us and His very intentions towards us and His very existence sometimes because we have not seen Him. But friend, when you start to acknowledge That yes, my suffering is real. Yes, my suffering is difficult and it's hard. And I do not understand its purpose right now. But so is my God. My God is very real. And He is very in control. Very much in control. And He is there and He knows what He is doing. And I can trust Him. That is when you start to see God through your suffering. Instead of allowing suffering to determine how you see God, you're able to, pers- to, to perceive that God is there and to understand that He is in control no matter how I understand what is happening. Because my understanding is so infinite. It is so small. It cannot, it cannot possibly perceive or start to comprehend what God is doing in my life. And so, friend, it comes to a place where we have to learn to trust God, to acknowledge that God is real, to live in a reality that goes beyond just the reality of our sufferings. If you think about the story of Peter when Jesus was walking on the sea, on the ocean, and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come unto you. Now think about that story as we are closing, that Peter wondered whether this is really Jesus. And so he said, if it is you, let me come unto you. So Peter acknowledged that if this is Jesus, then the reality of the existence and the presence of God right there would be greater than the storm that is surrounding them. And he would be able to walk over those waters and over the ways and overcome in victory the storm. If only he could realize that Jesus is real. And that he is there. And so Peter got out of the boat and he started walking on the water because the reality of Jesus being in control was greater than the reality of the storms raging around him. But the moment that Peter started looking at the storms and that reality got twisted around where the storms now influenced his thinking about the ability and the presence and the and the heart of Jesus Christ and his intentions Peter started to sink into the water. His situation started to swallow him because he allowed his situation 
to be the thing through which he processes his understanding of who Jesus was and what Jesus could do and what Jesus' intentions were. Because he allowed his suffering, his situation, to control his mind. And that is when he started to become consumed. And friend, if you are going through suffering right now and you feel consumed and overwhelmed by your suffering, it is because you are perceiving through the wrong eyes who God is. Your reality of your suffering, you have allowed it to overcome your mind and to control the way you think about God. And that needs to be reversed. As Job said, I despise myself and I repent in dust and ashes. Repentance means to change your mind, to change the way you think. And friend, how many of us need to repent today? To acknowledge that yes, there is suffering, but I have a God that is so much greater than my suffering and I'm not going to allow my suffering to determine the way I think about God any longer. Because God has promised and God has proven His love over and over and over again and why should I start doubting Him now? God is still in control, friend, no matter what you are going through today. There is no situation that is out of control. There is no suffering greater than His power and His ability and His love in your life. And so start thinking with God. And not just about God. Start thinking about His love. Start thinking with His love. Start thinking with faith. And start seeing Him through the suffering. Through the eyes of faith. And start walking on the waters of the storm in your life. So thank you so much, friend, for listening today. I trust and believe that God will teach us how to see Him and acknowledge Him despite the things that we are going through. through. So thank you, friend. May you have a wonderful day. And as always, may God bless you.